Hey everyone, welcome back to FPL Rebound, your weekly fantasy podcast show. This is Suresh, your host for the show. So game week 6 is done and dusted. We are heading into another Friday deadline with game week 7 in a couple of days. So this week or uh, rather going forward, the format of the show uh, might change a little bit. Uh, we, are, we are going to have a single podcast uh, instead of two podcasts or, uh, as earlier. We are going to look uh, to combine the results and key takeaways from the previous game week and also look forward to the upcoming game week with our regular differential picks, captain transfer, transfer options and community questions all combined into one single uh, podcast. So uh, I'll see how this goes. Uh, if this doesn't work out, we can always switch back to the older format. Uh, the primary reason for doing this is uh, the tight schedule. We have uh, games which is flowing in till Monday and we have these Friday deadlines. Uh, so it's kind of getting uh, a little tough uh, in order to come out with two podcasts to wait and have a uh, the results come in and stuff so i thought i'll combine these both and come out with uh, one single podcast on wednesdays probably so that's the plan for now so before we uh, get going make sure to follow us on twitter at fpl rebound also give us a follow on anchor and spotify so i'm recording this on uh, october the 28th on a wednesday evening uh, there's a plenty of uh, midweek action that is lined up in terms of champions league and europa so be wary about whatever i say in this particular show things could uh, get changed quickly with uh, with the results and the teams that are involved in the midweek games so uh, let's get uh, straight into this uh, here are the things that we are going to discuss today Firstly, we're going to take a look at game week 6 results and how the team performed. Then uh, some of the key takeaways, a couple of uh, key injury concerns and transfer decisions that is on top of everyone's mind in FPL community. Then we are going to take up uh, our regular community questions and we are straight away going to jump into the transfers and captaincy options. So uh, how did my team perform in game week 6? So I ended up with an below par or an average score of 40 points, which is almost like uh, a 5.2 million game week rank and 8 points below the game week average of 48. So what really went wrong uh, from a previous game week or or what are the key takeaways is something which I'm uh, uh, getting my head around. So well, uh, this sort of a week uh, is always going to come around uh, every now and then so the, the game week saw only 19 goals uh, if you compare it with the previous game week where we saw 28 goals so oh, that's a d- drastic drop of nine goals and on top of this most of the premium uh, or uh, rather the uh, template players uh, did not uh, come out with attacking returns rather it is most of the differentials and uh, probably uh, different players from the template uh, came out with the results so that's that's the kind of uh, uh, scene that is going around and that's the reason we uh, ended up in 40 points and uh, the ga- uh, overall rank took a plumb once again went to 1.1 million but that's fine uh, it's early days uh, it's a long season we have 32 more games to look forward to so how did the team perform uh, so starting at the goal it was emmy martinez uh, Again, as I have the only goalkeeper uh, in the team, 
So a three point return which uh, is nice and uh, he's racking up the save points, six save points which resulted in the two points and uh, a point for appearance and stuff. So uh, pretty happy with what he is delivering currently. Uh, the two games that I have had him in the team, he has scored nine point and three point which pretty much if you uh, put an average it's six points per game week which I'm quite happy about. The long term fixtures look really good. Uh, it runs down until uh, the end of uh, December so there's no issues holding him for the long term there's not going to be any chop and change moving on to the defense uh, I had uh, Tarek Lamptey um, Lamptey was a curious case um, where he could have ended up with an assist and a clean sheet but uh, rather ended up uh, picking up an LO and uh, conceding the goal so went on to just pick one point uh, which was quite disappointing but uh, it's going to be a rotation uh, between the 4.5 uh, defenders that we have in terms of Dallas and Mitchell and others so that's fine uh, there's a mixed uh, set of fixtures uh, uh, Lamptey and Dallas is a, a rotational combo that was picked up on uh, in the wild card so on the next next game week I'm going to play Dallas in in place of Lamptey so that's fine uh, Chilwell uh, with a clean sheet uh, which honestly I didn't expect I was uh, contemplating to bench him glad that I didn't do that I was expecting more goals in this particular game against uh, United however it was a, a very uh, boring if I could say so it, it was a boring nil nil draw which is okay in terms of FPL aspects of uh, owning uh, Chilwell so uh, ended up with a clean sheet and six pointer of well and good and three uh, good fixtures to come so I'm going to hold him for now Andrew Robertson is a curious case uh, if not for the uh, penalty uh, that the soft penalty that was given away uh, he would have definitely uh, come out with the uh, clean sheet for a point but there are a few concerns surrounding around Robertson uh, or for that matter anyone that we have from Liverpool defence. For instance Fabinho uh, is now being uh, flagged as an injury doubt. Uh, we don't know the extent of the injury yet so which occurred in the Champions League game. So uh, this raises more questions uh, on Liverpool defence because he was made as a makeshift uh, defence in the Champions League couple of games. Uh, we don't know if that's an option which Klopp might think uh, down the line in the Premier League but uh, given that the option is now ruled out it's going to be only the uh, two centre-back pairings playing all the games including the midweek games as well. Uh, despite Alisson coming back I have my own reservations in terms of uh, owning Robertson or for that matter anyone who's owning Liverpool uh, defence for now. But for this particular game week, it's going to be against West Ham. So uh, I'm okay to hold him for this game week. And maybe uh, I'll start think about transferring him out maybe the next game week or in the coming weeks. Let's jump on to the uh, midfield where we have uh, Hungman Sung with another double digit return. I think this guy is on fire. Uh, two more juicy fixtures coming up. So there's no questions or concerns holding him as of now. Uh, Brighton at home and West Brom away. You can't expect uh, much better fixtures than these. So probably even uh, captaincy options will will come to that later. So no questions of uh, uh, concerns of owning uh, Sun. The next one I had was James Rodriguez. Uh, so Rodriguez uh, a blank 
and now is being termed as an injury concern. We need to wait and see uh, what's the case uh, with his injury. So he is under the radar uh, potentially for a, a transfer out this week. Uh, but they are playing against Newcastle this week. That is something which is concerning me because Newcastle have been the worst in terms of uh, shots conceding uh, this season so far. They have been the worst defence. So that is something uh, which is holding me back. But however, if the injury news is something to be uh, worried about, and I'm happy to sell him for now. So uh, I'm looking for options. Nothing uh, has been uh, fixed as of now. Then I had Salah as my captain. As I told, I'm going with the safe option of Salah. But uh, he came out with a blank. But uh, he had a goal which was ruled out as offside. Else the game week could have been better. Uh, in terms of the overall result again no concerns of owning uh, Salah for a long term uh, absolutely not a concern at all <clears throat> the next player we have is Christian Pulisic Pulisic uh, was a two-week punt uh, but hasn't clicked uh, but the next set of fixtures which is Burnley, Sheffield and Newcastle uh, the next seems to be uh, uh, that list seems to be really good uh, in, in terms of fixtures and uh, I might end up holding him uh, because of uh, what I uh, plan to have and he looked really sharp in terms of uh, the United game, uh, the way he played. So probably I might end up holding him despite the two uh, blanks. But that's something to uh, look upon at the end of uh, Friday. Probably uh, we have more information on Hens Rodriguez and other, uh, other people. So probably uh, based on that, I'll take a call. Moving on to the front three, I had Harry Kane, another attacking return, though it's just an assist, uh, uh, good to go for now, uh, as I told, uh, two good fixtures coming up, no questions, but uh, probably beyond that, I might uh, start considering to move him out to just free up some funds, but that's something to talk about in the next two weeks. The next striker I had was Ole Watkins. Uh, Ole Watkins is a... Is, is a prime example of how uh, not to screw up your uh, a potential wildcard trap. So uh, what I was sitting, I mean, I was sitting on Patrick Bamford the whole week on my wildcard two weeks back, but ended up swapping to Watkins uh, just before the deadline. Two games he hasn't delivered, whereas Patrick Bamford uh, went on to score a hat-trick last week. So these small things, these small decisions definitely uh, end up hurting you. But probably a cause of concern now uh, in terms of holding Watkins. Uh, the uh, the idea behind Watkins was he, he was a, play, a placeholder a player to move to Antonio. But given that Antonio himself is an uh, injury concern right now, I'm just holding on to, uh, to see if what has been offered in the press conference. If, he's be, if there is a positive news... Uh, in terms of Antonio, maybe that is something which I'll consider despite them playing Liverpool. Uh, I'll, I'll swap out Watkins to uh, Antonio. The last player, uh, last striker we had in the team was uh, DCL. So, uh, first blank of the season. and uh, However, uh, he has uh, Newcastle up next, one of the worst defence. So, no concerns or questions uh, with respect to DCL. I'm going to hold him on uh, for the next couple of game weeks and then see what happens uh, in the in the coming weeks. So I left Dallas on the bench. Uh, he indeed returned with a clean sheet point. 
but no complaints uh, that was a planned uh, move or to have him on the bench so there is no no worries or concerns at, at, at that particular decision so hi i have uh, two free transfers uh, there is nothing planned as such i'll talk more about what i might potentially do at the end of the uh, show with respect to my transfers and captaincy options we'll quickly jump on to uh, the key takeaways uh, from this particular uh, week uh, i have three things to discuss one is uh, the leads attacking options so in terms of uh, probably uh, this is a uh not, not the first game i would say this is probably the second or third game uh which i watched entirely uh just to see how leads um uh, go about their attacking potential and uh, this this particular team is mind blowing the the numbers were uh, something which i have not seen for a long time even uh, from the likes of uh, manchester city for instance they had um, 60% of the possession 27 shots attempted 9 were on target 3 goals and uh, you you see the touches and the passes percentage of this particular uh, unit they are looking threatening each time they receive the ball uh, they, they 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 wanted to score more goals they they want to keep pressing of course this is going to not work in all games they will end up uh, blanking in a few games or conceding a lot of goals in the counter but that being said uh, there is no uh, doubts in my mind that uh, this particular team is going to score more goals uh, in irrespective of uh, uh, the opponents that they are going to play they are not going to change the format uh, they are not afraid of any team so they are definitely going to uh, work in the similar attacking fashion but we need to carefully watch out when this particular uh, setup or the unit is going to get burned out because of the intensity that they carry from minute 1 to minute 90 so that's something uh, which is uh, concerning me however uh, in terms of their uh, attacking options you have quite a good options starting from patrick bamford uh, then you have uh, helder costa then you have uh, harrison on the left uh, you have the wing backs in terms of ailing and dallas so there are quite a good options uh, if you are uh, everyone are budget oriented options so if you are looking to uh, have someone uh, from uh, leeds i would suggest these options from uh, starting uh, from dallas to uh, patrick bamford their fixtures also look reasonably okay in terms of leicester crystal palace arsenal everton and chelsea few a few look uh, quite tricky on paper but uh, as i told they are not going to be worried about uh, the opponents they are going to play their natural game which is uh, a full throttle of attack so uh, yeah bamford is someone which whom i considered on the uh, wild card as i told earlier probably i might reconsider him as an option for ole watkins but that's something to think about in the next two days so the second key takeaway uh, from this particular game week uh, is the lack of attacking ability uh, from manchester city so uh, in terms of the start if you see um, they were behind uh, a goal in the uh, game against west ham but uh, however they came back to draw the game with a goal from phil foden uh, who came as a substitute so i'm not sure uh, what exactly is going wrong here one is that uh, so i was talking about the importance of having this uh, number 9 uh, of city be it sergio aguero or gabriel jesus 
So uh, both were injured on and off. We saw that Sergio Aguero was uh, back with the PL game and followed by a Champions League uh, of minutes uh, on his back. So we were even suggesting that um, he could be a great differential option uh, going forward. However, he went off injured uh, is the news. We have to wait and see what um, is the level of the injury concern that we have. On the flip side, uh, there are news that Gabriel Jesus is back to training and he might uh, feature before uh, any time before the international break, which is in a couple of game weeks from now. So uh, what I'm uh, concerned about is that the lack of strikers and uh, the lack of Kevin De Bruyne is probably the main reason uh, for, for the kind of result that they are getting out of and uh, the way they play. This is not the usual city that we see. Uh, despite having all that uh, number of uh, shots and uh, yeah, on-target shots or passing ability, they were not able to finish. Uh, there is no uh, creativity uh, in terms of uh, uh, giving that right, serving that right ball uh, to the striker or the false nine, whoever it is in the box. So I think these factors are um, primary concerns for me owning any particular uh, Manchester City uh, asset at this point of time. Uh, for the past two game weeks, I don't have one and it has not really uh, impacted me. However, Kevin De Bruyne coming back um, in the last game as a substitute and followed by the Champions League performance. I'm kind of thinking if uh, Manchester City um, asserts going to come back into our thinkings anytime soon. But as things stands, I'm really, really uh, not uh, convinced by the looks of it. Uh, but this could quickly change uh, uh, within a matter of a week or so, given that how good uh, they are when they play their natural game and under under uh, Pep's uh, tactical uh, version of uh, play, we know uh, they, can, they could be very lethal. But uh, for now, uh, I'm still hesitant to go anywhere near. I'll watch out for uh, one or two more game weeks and then I'll decide about bringing in uh, one of Kevin De Bruyne or Sterling. Or that could turn out to be this week itself, depending upon various other uh, press conferences uh, details that is coming out in the next two days. The third most uh, important key takeaway for me is that um, how long are Spurs going to continue with this uh, run of form that they have? They have two more good fixtures, uh, which is against uh, West Brom and uh, uh, Newcastle, if I'm not wrong. Uh, I'm not sure. Let me have a check. Okay, it is Brighton and West Brom. So uh, Spurs have two more good games uh, in terms of uh, uh, West Brom and uh, Brighton. So these 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 pictures are really going to be uh, interesting. Uh, they are going to continue that uh, form. But beyond that, if you see the fixtures are getting really tricky. Uh, they are facing Manchester City, Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, Crystal Palace and Liverpool. That is five fixtures uh, with really good opponents. Uh, not so easy to topple them uh, in terms of more goals and stuff. So that's something which I'm concerned about. Probably uh, in, in two, two more game weeks, I might consider selling off one of Sun or Kane. Uh, most likely it would be uh, Kane given that uh, these budget-oriented uh, options of strikers are performing well. For instance, I can downgrade from Kane to uh, Che Adams and uh, pump up that money to upgrade someone like uh, Bissouma or uh, Rodriguez to uh, likes of Mane or Sterling or Kevin De Bruyne. 
So that's something uh, which is running in the back of my mind. So uh, these are the three uh, important aspects for me uh, from this particular game week, which I'm concerned about. Uh, so uh, probably if you have similar questions, do uh, pitch in uh, to our Twitter handle. We can help you out uh, with those questions as well. So having said that, we'll move on to some of the key uh, injury concerns and transfer transfer decisions that is in top of the community's uh, uh, mind. First is uh, Lucas Dinia uh, being suspended with a red card uh, in the last game. However, now the news is that it has been overturned or rather uh, the uh, ban is reduced from three games to one game. So, which is good news for uh, Lucas Dinia owners. I would suggest if you are uh, one of Lucas Dinia owner, uh, I might uh, advise you to hold on um, uh, it just because it is one game week, then you have a uh, good run of games. They have United, Fulham, Leeds, Burnley. That's uh, three good fixtures out of four. Uh, if you have, if you absolutely don't have any other issues, uh, then probably you can go ahead and consider uh, selling off Dinia. But if you have problems elsewhere, then probably you take care of that. You can hold Lucas Dinia on bench if you have a good uh, alternate option who can come into the playing level. So uh, that's uh, with respect to Lucas Dinia. Then uh, there's a injury concern of uh, Hens Rodriguez, which we are waiting to understand in the press conference in the next two days. Uh, probably we'll have more details on the, fr uh, on the Friday uh, afternoon. And then uh, followed by we have Fabinho, who got injured uh, last night. Then there are rumors that even Salah is injured. Uh, at this point of time, it's a rumor which is floating around only on Twitter. I don't uh, see any concrete information on that. I'm going to wait and see uh, if this news is coming out of any other uh, credible source uh, whom we can trust or probably Klopp himself uh, in the press conference. Then we have Aguero's news. Uh, so any Aguero owners do check out uh, for the Pep press conference uh, on Friday to understand what is the level of impact and whether he's, he's going to be uh, out for a long time. Uh, if yes, then definitely Aguero is a sell to the likes of uh, Kane or Wadi or whomever it is, or you want to downgrade to the likes of uh, 6 million uh, striker options. That's also a possibility. The last injury concern or transfer decision many of us have, including myself, is uh, Mikel Antonio. So I, I was monitoring Mikel Antonio as a replacement for Olu Watkins, but I have to wait and see what is the level of injury. So once I have that uh, news, probably I'll go ahead and uh, make that transfer if the funds are available. So these are to do with uh, the key concerns and transfer decisions that is on top of many of our minds. Uh, we'll chip into the next uh, segment, which is uh, community questions. Uh, we have two questions this week. The first one comes from Abhinav. So Abhinav ask, uh, asks, uh, premium players aren't performing good. Uh, is budget players to look out for? So Abhinav, uh, I'm uh, trying to get the context here, uh, basically. So uh, it's not that we can't uh, blanket them out as premium players or not performing on the whole. Uh, if you see the likes of Salah, Kane, and uh, Hongman Sun is also a premium option if you consider uh, anyone from uh, nine, 9 million plus. So these players are definitely performing uh, on a consistent basis. So uh, always, as I suggest in the past, Premium players are for the long term. Make sure you hold on to them. There is one good 
good game week or, or a couple of uh, good game weeks and they de- definitely there will be a blank so do not get bothered about that uh, so make sure that you have that balance in your squad always have a good blend of uh, premium players as well as uh, 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 the mid priced budget options so that you get the uh, uh, benefits of both the worlds so you have the benefits of uh, budget options who are performing uh, once in two weeks or uh, once in three weeks also you have the premium options who can give you points in the longer run so make sure uh, do not ignore any particular segment as such i hope that answers uh, your question so the next one comes from uh, sri ram uh, so sri ram asks uh, with the clean sheets are uh, coming very rarely uh, teams we are uh, expected not to have a clean sheet and ending up having one for instance the uh, united and chelsea match was expected to have more goals but ended up as a goalless draw so what would the ideal pick of defenders so stream a uh, pretty good question i i believe this is something to do with uh, or or not something it is majorly majorly to do with uh, the lack of fans uh, in the ground so uh, i think that gives the smaller teams a lot more confidence uh, they play with without any fear uh, when they are approaching a bigger team and they are playing their natural team without any pressure from the uh, uh, spectators so that is something which uh, we cannot predict uh, as things stand where there, it all requires just one particular uh, a creative pass or a, or a magical moment uh, when these players they, they are all good quality players despite uh, calling them lower teams but there is no term as such lower teams in this particular season everyone is toppling there is uh, underdogs who are toppling the bigger um, uh, the so called top 6 teams so yeah definitely uh, fans are creating a huge impact i mean lack of fans is creating a huge impact uh, there's definitely uh, clean sheets predictability has gone for a toll where uh, we have uh, predicted certain teams to have a clean sheets which have not gone that way so it's going to be the same case until we have these spectators back and have these uh, um, support of home teams and away team and these sort of things come into play uh, as a regular season as any other year so we need to uh, wait and see how that pans out until then uh, we are going to have uh, the limited amount of data that we have in hand we have to always go back and check uh, the data that uh, we have in hand for instance uh, if you uh, go back and see uh, the teams that are conceding majority of the shots for instance uh, newcastle uh, are conceding lot of shots uh, nearly one not uh, 102 shots uh, with 56 uh, inside the box and 41 on target this being the worst defense uh, in the league so far uh, they have conceded uh, 10 goals uh, which is not uh, the worst in the league comparatively uh, better than uh, what other teams have uh, conceded but that is to do with few uh, drastic results if not Newcastle are probably the worst defense followed by Leeds uh, then we have Crystal Palace and Sheffield United in terms of shots being conceded so uh, we can go with these data that is available so that we take that uh, as a precedence for this particular season and work towards uh, uh, having a more calculated uh, guess who might probably have a clean sheet so that's the way forward and uh, probably we can uh, as we talked about in the la- last podcast probably it's time to uh, have only those mid priced uh, 
defenders which is 4.5 to 5 million range or at max 5.5 million range and to pump the uh, money into midfield or strikers to have that attacking options uh, uh, with the premium options that are available. So I hope that answers your question. With that we'll move to uh, transfers and captaincy option for my particular team. So in terms of transfers, as I told, I have uh, two free transfers. Uh, uh, one potential candidate of being transferred out is Haynes Rodriguez. If the injury is uh, confirmed to be a long term or if there is a, a bigger concern, uh, which is probably going to keep him away more than a game week or two, then Haynes Rodriguez is definitely going to be out. And followed by... Uh, it could be a double transfer, but if not, I have an option in the uh, same price segment, which is uh, 8 million. If I'm selling off Hems Rodriguez, I might have somewhere around 8 million. Probably the one other option is um, uh, going to uh, Wilfred Zaha, who has a great run of fixtures and uh, looks to be in good form. That's one of the options that I'm considering. Um, or else I might have to downgrade or uh, to someone uh, from the uh, West Ham United uh, midfield to the likes of Jared Bowen. Uh, they have uh, a game against Liverpool this week, but um, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm monitoring at. Or uh, I have to look out for an op opportunity to downgrade Robertson himself uh, to give me that uh, cushion of going a premium option in the midfield and downgrading Robertson uh, to a, uh, the likes of a 4 million defender or a 4.1 million uh, defender. So that's the plan as things stand. Uh, we'll see how this uh, pans out uh, in the next couple of days. And in terms of captaincy, uh, it is again uh, between these three uh, premium uh, options that I have. Uh, one is Kane, Sun, and uh, Salah. So Kane, uh, I mean uh, Spurs, obviously play uh, the Brighton side at home. So there's a potential chance that I might give the armband to Harry Kane or. Um, Hungman Sun. As things stand, it is on Harry Kane and the vice captain is on uh, Mohamed Salah, who's playing up against West Ham. So, this is my options um, considering uh, the options that I have. If you are looking for other options, you have uh, all the Manchester City assert from Sterling to Kevin De Bruyne to Mares. Sterling and uh, all three could potentially be a very good differential option considering that uh, Sheffield United are the fourth most uh, uh, fourth worst defense in terms of shots conceded they have conceded 84 shots uh, 51 inside the box 31 on target and they have conceded nine goals uh, so that's something to be uh, uh, taken into account if you are considering uh, captaining any of the uh, manchester city uh, asset you have uh, the chelsea asserts as well i myself have pulisic but given that he's coming off uh, a two-game two week blank, I'm not so confident to give the armband to him. But that could be serving as a uh, quite uh, a good differential option um, if, if you are considering uh, captaining anyone from uh, Chelsea for that matter. And the other options, if you want to go real differentials, you can opt from anyone from Manchester United. Arsenal are conceding a goal or two here and there uh, in the last couple of game weeks. So probably uh, from that particular game, you have the likes of uh, Rashford or Bruno Fernandes who are some of the popular uh, premium options that are out there. And you have uh, Spurs versus Brighton, as I told uh, from my own team. I have uh, both Sun and Kane. 
you can consider those options as well there's one other uh, option which is Jamie Vardy Jamie Vardy is up against uh, Leeds uh, United team who are defensively uh, really bad in terms of conceding the they are the second worst teams in term uh, in terms of conceding shots they have conceded 92 shots 60 on uh, inside the uh, box and 25 on target they have conceded nine shot, nine goals so far uh, and an expected goal uh, conceding of 10 so they are overperforming in their defensive department so there's there's more goals to be conceded uh, in that particular team and given that Jamie Wadi is back uh, I would opt Jamie Wadi as well as an outside pick for this particular game week. So with that being said, we are uh, coming to the end of the show for this particular week. Do let me know uh, your comments on how this this format is going to work out. If you're going, if you guys going to like this format, can we combine uh, these two parts of uh, review and preview show into one? And uh, if there is any other content that you are willing to uh, listen to um, or any other aspect that you want to add to this particular podcast, do let me know. So uh, make sure uh, it is a Friday deadline once again. If you are in India, it's a Friday night deadline at 12 a.m., which is technically a Saturday. So uh, make sure uh, you don't miss that uh, deadline. Make make sure to uh, watch out for the press conference details and uh, make sure to uh, make your transfers on time and uh, good luck everyone for game week seven i'll catch you guys on the other side uh, next wednesday with uh, game week seven uh, review and game week eight uh, preview until then it's bye take care